Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. New Balance. <laughs> and we're back with the episode. And Eli, we have finally made it out of 2020. So, yes. Uh, but before we go any further, yeah, before we go any further, I want to uh, talk about our sponsors this week. Uh, Twisted Tea. <laughs> yeah. uh, finally, you have a can of whoop-ass you can buy in the store. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like I said, we're out of 2020. That was a complete shit show. So hopefully everybody is out of it and trying to get ready for 2021. Hopefully 2021 is not a, a even more shit show. You know what, Eli? Even if 2021 is a shit show, I think we're prepared for it now. We're used to this shit by now. Yeah, 2020 has hardened us to the point, you know, <laughs> that we're, we're, we're ready for it. So, yeah, it's, man, it's getting to the point now that... People look weird without their mask. Like, I'm looking at you without your mask, and I'm just like, no, Eli, no, put, put your mask back on, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm under, like, damn, I'm, maybe I'm going forward, I'm going to have a lot, my hands are going to be a lot cleaner, right. and my, my house is going to be a lot cleaner because I'm constantly scrubbing shit down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trying not to get the Rona. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, yeah, but like I said, I don't know what the hell was going on at the beginning of January the 1st, but apparently there was just a whole bunch of dead bodies that they just, just dropped at the doorstep of 2021. So we're just going to just go through that one as fast as possible. Uh, Eli, I'm going to let you start uh, okay. and just trying to trying to knock this out as best as you can. First right. off, let me give you, uh, and you probably even forgot this one. Uh, I'm sharing out the link right now. So bear go with for me for a moment to okay. spread the word. Mm-hmm. Spread our listeners, like, share, and subscribe, if you will. If you would hit the smash the like button, smash the like button, get in the oh. chat, talk some right. shit, uh, chat. share it out, do it, do what you do. Oh. Okay, all right. While you're doing that, uh, I, I'm gonna go ahead and set it up then. Okay, so like I said, we want to first off, we want to say rest in peace to make sure I'm saying this right, Eli. Uh, Aldolfo Kionis, that sounds I about probably right. Screwed it up. If I screwed it up, oh, well, I screwed it up. Shabadoo. From ozone. We all know him as ozone. ozone. Right. Ozone from Breaking. Uh, like I said, if you if you grew up in the 80s, you know who he is. Uh, they pretty much this movie pretty much invented the breakdancing craze. Like I said, breakdance was always around. But yeah. this was where it became mainstream. You know. Yeah. Uh, let me see who do we got before we go here. Oh boy, 2020. Yes, 616, man. Yes. You're a new guy, but I like the 616. You, you gotta be a comic head to know what that means. <laughs> So thank you for listening. Uh, but I'll, I'll let you take over from there while I share out the rest of the links. Okay, yeah. Well, Ozone, he starred in Breakin' and Breakin' 2. There was a franchise. This was how big breakdancing got in the 80s. Um, Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. If yeah. If you're wondering where that came from, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
he was also a choreographer. He was in a bunch of videos. I believe he was in a Shaka Khan video. That's what I remember saying. Oh, there's Ozone. I remember watching the Shaka Khan video. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he passed away. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's too bad. All our, all our talent. I'm not sure what it was. I, I haven't I haven't found that out yet. But um, but just saying, our another childhood hero of ours is has now made their journey back. So, yeah, so. peace to, to to ozone. Yeah, like I said, if you haven't seen Breaking and Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo, you have to go see it. Uh, some classic scene. There's gonna be some scenes in there. That you can be like, oh, that's where that came from. Yeah, <laughs> it's one. It's one of those movies. That's where that sample came from. Pitbull didn't write that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Even though we know Pitbull is a musical genius, you know, all of that isn't him. All right, so let's go to the next one. Cause like I said, it's a a shitload of them. Oh uh, yeah, this yeah man. Be a... 2020 just took a one last shit on us right before. Right, just like we, we knew the fourth quarter of it was going to be rough. We didn't know it was going to be this rough. So yeah, so I'm gonna let you go on with this, and also rest in peace, MF Doom. But I'm gonna let you. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Yes, underground rapper, hip hop artist, MF Doom, Metal Face Doom, as he is known. Oh. Um, he had a secret persona. I guess his name is what is his name? I just found out what his real name was the other day. Okay. Uh, Dan, was it Daniel Dumile? Is that what it was? His name was. I think so. I, I heard like other rappers, you know, posting his name also on there. Yeah, Daniel Dumile. He was in KMD. I didn't even know he was in KMD. I did not know that was him on the Gas Face uh, song back in the day. Um, he came back. Uh, as MF Doom in the late '90s, um, and just made up this persona, this the secret uh, super villain persona, and released so many albums, like so many albums under different. He had the Victor Vaughn, he had MF Doom, he had Mad Villainy, and he put out just a bunch of albums, very, um, very nerdy rhymes. He was. I mean, he had to be to be named, you know, MF Doom. Yeah, he was. He took his, took his, uh, his moniker from from Doctor Doom. Victor right. Vaughn is Doctor Doom's real name. Um, he rhymed about comics, cartoons, you know, nerdy shit, video games, anime, um, Adult Swim. He had a lot. Of, a lot of his beats were used on Adult Swims. You know, those they gave him a shout out on, uh, like they say, rest in peace for him. Yeah, his, his, those commercial breaks where you'd see a welcome back to Adult Swim and you'd hear those beats, those were a lot of his, those mad lib beats. Um, yeah, he he was, uh, under, yeah, like straight up underground and kept it underground, kept it raw, and um, and just his identity a secret. I mean, to the point where he even had doom bots or whatever go out and perform really? for him yeah he had people impersonate him and go out on tour and people were pissed like, off wasn't there like a fm doom or something i think i remember that i don't know but he had impersonators these doom impersonators like going out on tour with them and he said he and he, he's like i'm he even said this is my thing i can do what i want if i want to have people impersonate me that's my you know i'm gonna do that he's like, i might even send a white guy one, <laughs> you know, he was so 
Um, he, I, I, one of the quotes I've read this week, I can't remember who said it. One of the rappers saying he he gave that he gave a voice to young black nerds, you know, who felt weird and, and out of place, especially in hip hop, where where the, we're all about, you know, the tough guy and the gangster, you know, bragging and you know and the, you know he he had a place. There was a place for the nerds, and that's where uh, Doom Doom, you know. Uh, doom fitted. So, so yeah, and the fact that he died back in October, and we're just right. now finding oh, out Halloween. about it. Yeah, yeah, we're just now finding out about it. That's such a doom thing to do. Like he kept his death a death a secret, and I could not help but like grin when I heard that. Like, wow, he even mm-hmm. died in secret. You know, so right. shout out to MF Doom. I, I, I've, I was a big fan. His Victor Vaughn stuff. Oh, the Mad Villainy album. You know, Operation Doomsday, you know, rhyming about, you know, like all kinds of nerdy stuff, you know, anime and, you know, all that stuff. Making reference to comic books. He was a pioneer, but like I said, there's a lot of guys out there right now. Uh, Sidetrack of it, if you guys are into like nerdy reps like that, Google a guy named Mega Ran. He raps nothing but Capcom uh, video game stuff. Matter of fact, he raps so much, Capcom even sponsored him after a while. So, yeah, uh, who, who we got here? MF Doom, super cool nerd, love combo culture references. I'm right by, yeah, yeah. And he was constantly, I like, he, like, I like, he just appeared on, like, he was always appearing on people's albums, or like rappers would appear on his album, you know, Ghostface and you know, Wu Tang members would, you know, record verses, you know, all kinds of rappers would appear, be featured on his tracks. I mean, he was just constant, he was like a, a cool Keith. You know, cool right. Keith, had, you know, black. And he had Elvis. like a lot of personas, yeah. And identities, and yeah, Black Elvis and Doctor Octon. That's what he was like. You know, he just had these different, you know, identities and, and just constantly putting out work, constantly doing stuff like Griselda. You know, like Griselda, like all those guys put out multiple albums this year. You know, right. just that's how MF Doom was, was just constantly putting in work, constantly, constantly making shit. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah, so, so good journey to Metal Face Doom. Okay, so another one. Like I said, they just kept just dropping yeah. bodies on. I don't know what the fuck going on. Uh, rest in peace, Don Wells. So for those oh. who know Don Wells, this is a this kind of old school thing right here. For you may not know who uh, who this is, but this is Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. Like yeah. I said, me personally, I was a huge fan of Gilligan Island because I love the plot of it. And yes, this was the plot. <laughs> so, every, it was always like Mary, like everybody had this battle between Mary Ann and Ginger. But I don't remember anybody ever picking Ginger. Not to say nothing was wrong with Ginger, but I don't remember anybody ever picking Ginger. Yeah, pretty much everyone was Team Mary Ann. You know? It was just Mary Ann, Mary Ann, and that was it, you know. Yeah. So, well, Ginger uh, was all, you know, fancy and glittery and fluffy and. Marianne's running around in a fucking crop top and shit. <laughs> right, the whole time. Daisy Dukes before Daisy Dukes were even a thing. Yeah. Daisy Duke was even a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They should call them Marianne's. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and like I said, you know what? I always wonder about it. Everybody keep wanting like Gilligan was so stupid. Why he always sabotaged the beach, you know, so they couldn't get off the beach. This is why. <laughs> this is why he kept sabotaging them so he wouldn't leave. Why would you leave if you got Marianne and Ginger on a desert island by themselves dressed like this the whole time? He's like, yeah. no, I'm sabotaging this shit. You know, fuck yeah. this. Oh, and my favorite character, Thurston Howell the Third. That, oh. <laughs> Thurston 
Thursday. That was going to be my rap name, Eli. <laughs> really? I, until I found out it was taken. Oh, damn it. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, yeah, really nothing else to say. Like I said, oh, I would say as far as my first, like, celebrity crush, TV crush, movie crush, I would say that's always Princess Leia, especially, you know, Return Jedi Slave outfit. Next yeah. would be Mary Ann because, like I said, I've watched like every episode of Gilligan's Island like multiple times. You know? Oh yeah, Gilligan's Island, and like I remember, like you know, Batman '66. It was that block of TV shows. You had like Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island, Batman, and like you right. know, all uh, like back to back. Like yeah, all... you got a chance to watch them. So yeah, yeah. so rest in peace, uh, Don Wells, and another one that just happened like maybe like an hour before we started. Recording. Yeah, this is another show. I was like totally shocked. Like what the hell, man? What the hell is going on? Yeah, rest in peace to uh Tanya Roberts. This is uh this thing. Now, like I said, Tanya Roberts may not be, you know, a, a well known actor to most, but if you were a a young lad in the eighties. Yeah, if you were an eighties kid. Was. Yeah, if you were an, yeah. If you were a boy in the eighties, you knew who she was. My friend, he had a poster of her on the wall. She was yep. one of those poster hot poster chicks, like Heather Locklear, Heather Thomas. You know, yeah, she was she was in that category, right? Yeah, yeah. Farrah Fawcett, uh, all those. She, she was yeah. uh, she was a Charlie's Angel. She was on Charlie's Angels. Yeah, she, she came like later on afterwards, though. She came on Charlie's Angels. Yeah, afterwards. she was in. Yeah. Be- she got. She was topless in Beastmaster. That's what. Yes, <laughs> and that movie was right. Was it? Was that rated PG? PG. We were just talking about this, like only in the eighties, where. Tits and swearing and f bombs were in PG movies. Right, just like what the hell? I'm gonna watch it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at this, man. This is ridiculous. Look at that. Like if you were a boy in the '80s, you knew who she was. Wasn't she in Sheena? She played the Sheena in in, in the movie Sheena, the comic book Sheena. She played well, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle or whatever. No, I thought that was Shayna. Or Shana. Sheena. Shot. <laughs> I don't know something. She was something. I I don't know. That's what I was wondering. What was it based on the comic book or not? You yeah. Know, I don't know. It might have I think been. I think that's that's Beastmaster. That's from Beastmaster. Okay. I rec I recognize that from Beastmaster. That was she just put her top back on. <laughs> right. You remember that seemed like burn in your brain. I remember. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not only that, she was also a Bond girl. She was you know, a view you know, a view to kill. A view to kill. That was the first yeah. Bond movie I ever seen. Uh, Roger Moore was like 258 years old playing, <laughs> you know, Bond. <laughs> but you know what? It didn't even matter. He, you know what? He quit when he found out that he was older than Tanya Roberts' mom. He was like, no, it's not going to quit. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So, but here's the thing. After all she did all that, honestly, the thing that people probably remember her most from mm-hmm. is that 70s show. Yeah. What was she your was name? Midge on that 70s show. She Midge, was Midge, yeah. That was Midge, Midge on the yeah. 70s show. Uh, Eli, what you think? Hottest TV mom ever? Ever? Oh. Maybe. I'm just saying. We always I, bring this up. We always bring this up. And we didn't bring up Midge's, uh, Nana's mom. We didn't bring up Midge last time we talked about this. Like I said, we, yeah, had, I, we had Claire Huxtable. You know, uh, we had, I had the uh, uh, Sevilla Garrar from, uh, Modern Family. I can't remember. What oh, her oh, name oh, oh, yeah. For going, she's for going. so hot. It's like she don't even count. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but ever going by like, it... yeah, like I'm not an adult. I, I mean, I, when I wasn't an adult, I had a crush on. Yeah, the, but uh, I, I don't know what's the what's her name from Silver Spoons. The <laughs> what, what, was she a mom though? That, that that's thing we 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 crossing. Oh, the oh, she oh was mom, she the mom? Or he was just was banging she the her. Mom, I think she was just a girlfriend. <laughs> you talking about Aaron Gray? 
Aaron Gray. If she Will, was a Will, mom, she would count. Yeah. But, Wilma yeah. from, uh, well, she was on Buck Rogers. Uh, Buck Rogers, yeah, 25th century. Yeah. yeah. Gilligan's Eyes a classic. Hope they don't reboot it. I'm surprised they haven't rebooted it. They reboot everything. Yeah, they like should. They should. Show. Hot Mills. Yeah. 616, man. Name your hottest TV mom. And we'll go from there. Because <laughs> that's what this show is about. We sometimes talk about comics. <laughs> uh, can we move on to the next part? Of, well, what is the next part of it? Honestly, I don't even know. Let's just click this and see. We got a, oh. we, we got a ton of show. We got yeah. to just, let's just, just, just breeze through this shit. I'm just going to briefly talk about this because I saw people upset about this. So I'm going to just briefly address this. Uh, where is it? Man, I suck at this. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so a lot of people are upset that The Office is leaving Netflix. Oh, what was me? What was me? But nobody's canceling their subscription. Oh, most people you most people don't already know, but yeah, Netflix raised their subscription up another dollar last month. So get ready for that. Uh, if you don't know when where The Office is going and you want to see The Office is going to Peacock. Yeah, I'm or you could just watch the reruns on like Comedy Central or TBS or whatever. Nobody yeah. watches TV. <laughs> what is this, 2018? <laughs> you know? uh, but yeah, if you want to see it, it's on Peacock. Peacock is not a porn site. Uh, Peacock is NBC's like official streaming network, something like that. Now, it's a catch. You can watch the first two seasons for free, but if you want to watch the rest of it, you got to sign up. That's how to get you. Oh, um, man. But I think if you got like a cable service or yeah, you service, you might as well just get cable again with all these subscriptions, man. That's the thing. So you got okay, we got this Peacock, we got Amazon Prime, we got Netflix, we got Disney Plus, we got HBO Max, we got uh all this, probably some other stuff I'm forgetting. CBS, CBS All Access, you, you know. So when you start adding up all this stuff, you're paying more than what you pay for cable. Yeah, plus your internet connection and all that shit. Yeah, you might as well just get cable again. Right. It's like you, you cut the cord, but you just put the cord back in there. So, yeah. I don't know. So, that's the thing if you want to get the office. What do we have next on this list? Honestly, I'm blind. I can't see what the fuck I, I wrote. Oh! Oh! You're Am right. I up? Yeah. Okay, right. yes. This was this made my this made my New Year's Day. <laughs> this was this was big on, on social media, so. Impress yeah. me, Eli. I was, waiting. I was waiting for this. Yes, I watched, I actually did the free trial of YouTube and watched the first two seasons like it's last year yeah but it, it started out on youtube youtube's okay. youtube red or whatever or youtube you know gold or whatever the youtube stream youtube had a streaming service for a while right not and this YouTube, was which is also a porn site so. yeah th this was a, and this was their big hit this is what they tried to launch with um and so yeah the first two seasons were on youtube youtube canceled their streaming site netflix picked it up and put out the third season which aired New Year's Day, which that's what I did my New Year's Day. Sat around and binge watched the whole season. Um, had a blast, but I'm now I'm kind of bummed that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the Karate Kid 30 years later in the lives of the Karate Kid. Cobra Kai, we pick up uh, Johnny Lawrence, his, his, uh, his quest for redemption. His life has been in the shitter ever since Daniel LaRusso kicked his ass at the All Valley Karate Tournament back in 84. Um, living like shit, has, has a kid he never sees, and he decides to open Cobra Kai, the Cobra Kai dojo back up, and he starts teaching these kids of this millennial generation. And um, he, he gets taught, uh, uh, you know, very hard lessons about, you know, the today's 
woke culture. He is not woke at all. <laughs> and if that's what the you know, he's a man out of time, and that's and it's fucking hilarious. He he he's not on the internet. He he's 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 not woke. He is totally toxic, masculine prick. <laughs> and then he meets all these kids of the, of this generation, and that's where we start to see his transition and his journey towards redemption. On the flip side, we have Daniel Larusso, who is now as rich is a rich asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hot milfs yeah <laughs> um yeah so and so we pick up uh yeah cobra kai is on yeah big willie's in the house what up what up big <laughs> uh season three picks up I, I i'm not gonna spoil it i know you haven't watched it so in case you know you want to check it out they're very like i said they're very brisk br binges 30 minute so episodes how, how uh, many episodes like uh season. 10 per season like 10 per so like you, you can get like i watched <clears throat> What four hours, four or five hours? Mm. How 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 long did that take? I I'm, I suck at math, you know. <laughs> Two an hour, there's ten of them. So yeah, five hours, you know. <laughs> um. So so yeah, we pick up this new season. Uh, last season was a cliffhanger. They, you know, we we get to see the remnants, the aftermath of what has happened. There was a big, huge brawl, uh, you know, karate brawl in the high school, which you know, and we're dealing with the aftermath of what has happened. Some kids got injured. Some kids got suspended. Some kids are on the run because, you know, you know, they broke, broke the law. Um, we're dealing with that. We're dealing with Daniel and Johnny trying to come to terms. Crease, the original, uh, Cobra Kai. Johnny. Yeah. The, the original <laughs> sensei of the Cobra Kai, he has returned and he's a fucking psychopath maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, all this shit is happening, but what I love about the show, besides the fact that Johnny's just this asshole, <laughs> <laughs> but they deal with bullying. They really deal with bullying and they deal with why these bullies do what they do. That we go, we really, yes, all, all, all these, all seasons, this whole show is a love letter to all the movies, like even the shitty third one. <laughs> you know, I don't um, even remember the third one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Swank, no, she was the oh, next was Karate Kid. Oh, okay. When Jaden Smith, it was. I, I don't remember. I just remember. Oh no, Jaden was like the remake with Jackie Chan. Oh, okay, but I, I, I would, I wouldn't put it by him if they would go into that. Like, right? You know, that's <laughs> what like. It might just show up, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, they the show deals with bullying, and it um. And why they why they do the things this this the show goes in the real it's very character driven and we get to see why these characters do what they do you know um, we go in, even Crease we this season we go into Crease's backstory and we get to see him in Vietnam you know so it's like yeah it's like the Punisher Nam. <laughs> <laughs> right so you know he's crazy and fucked up okay. yeah so we i mean and i'm not condoning Rainbow, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm not condoning what these bullies do but you understand why they do what they're doing you know right and that's the core of the show we understand the characters it goes totally in depth to their backstories and we understand everything they do um and they don't always make the right choices you know that you know when dealing with these negative emotions they don't make the right decisions and you understand that and this show is just thriving on that 
everybody isn't saying what they need to hear. You know what I mean? Like if they would just say the thing that they need to hear, then everybody would be fine. But they're so, it's just human drama. And that's the driving force of the show. I mean, yeah, there's all these Easter eggs to the movies. So if you're a fan of the movies, it goes deep, like really deep into the, into the, 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 the karate kid lore. Yeah, you're spoiling it, man, William. I don't know who the Terry Silver is, so okay. Hassa, Hassa, his Vietnam buddy. Chris's Vietnam buddy. <laughs> he was in part three, the rich guy who. It's like I said, three. I was thinking that was Hillary Swank the whole time, but you know. <laughs> if it's on Netflix, maybe I'll binge watch it. I'll Hillary watch it. Swank, Terry Silver, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it, like it, that's you know, beside it just being a love letter to the to the original movies, it's just great drama, you know, just a great character driven story, and and I'm 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 still loving it. Like three seasons, I'm like, damn it, I can't wait for season four. So this is a double thumbs up for me, yo. I, it, I, it, I, it took over my timeline. It took over my timeline. It yeah. was like one of those things, you know. Yeah, I was like live, fa- I, like I was watching it all day, and I was just like mm-hmm. posting about it, you know, as it went along. You know, it, 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 it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun if you're a fan of the movies. If you're just a fan of the '80s, you know, it, there's a lot of callbacks to to just just that era, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So I even like ended up downloading. They had a sale on on the. PlayStation Network. I downloaded the Cobra Kai video game, and I've been playing it last couple days. They got a Cobra Kai video game. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Bad Dudes or or Streets of Rage. It's a side scrolling. Really, going down the street, beating just beating the shit out of people. <laughs> it's it's a blast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember that, but okay. Uh, yeah. well, let, hold on. Let's go back to uh, Six One Six Man. Courtney Kai. Courtney Kai's one of mom. What mom was she? She one of mom. Is she a mom? Oh, are you talking about Cougar Town? I guess Cougar Town. I don't even know. I was gonna say Friends. Was she? Did she have a kid on Friends? <laughs> no, maybe like after the show. Oh, Big Willie, if you don't know what's going on, if you came in late, we're naming hottest TV milfs. Uh, you know, in you know, res- well, I guess respect for Mitch. <laughs> you know, yeah, on that seventy show. Are, are are we counting what's her face on Silver Spoons? A mom. Yeah, Aaron Gray. You would know that, Willie. You would know that if Aaron Gray was the mom <laughs> on Silver Spoon. Because if so, she counts. If not, she doesn't count. So. Or was she just a harlot? <laughs> right. <laughs> just one of the girlfriends that came by. Oh, where are we? Oh, I think I'm up. Let's see. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I don't sound too excited for this one. So you saw a movie. I saw a movie. Well, you saw a TV show. I saw a movie. Uh, even though I saw this last week, but since we let Wonder Woman just dominate it so people could just chime in and just shit on the movie. You know, to just get our views up, we decided to wait for it and come back now. So now we're going to talk about Soul that was on Disney+. Plus. Uh, overall, she was just a hoe? I guess so, yeah. God bless those hoes. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it was all right. Everybody else yes. going crazy over, like, it was the greatest movie. It, it was all right. I mean, what is this about? Is this about, like, people okay. dying or something? Yes. Okay, let me tell you what the plot is about. Honestly, I don't care about spoiling what the fuck So ever. it's like Coco? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Coco. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Coco is about people die, like the afterlife and shit. That's what this was. So <laughs> this is a black Coco, basically, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, basically about this Coco. guy. He's he's this musician. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the first to be the black first black lead in a Pixar movie, which is one reason why I decided to see it. So Jamie Foxx is the lead. Okay. So, yeah. So it's about him. He's this middle aged school teacher. Something happens. So it was a great movie. 
I'm glad you like it, Louie. <laughs> uh, like I said, he was a, a school teacher. He got this big break. Right when he got his big break, he dies. He goes to the great beyond or great before, whatever fuck like that. And then hilarity ensues. He didn't die in front of his kid, did he? Like all those Disney movies? Oh, no, no. He's, he's a loser. He didn't have kids or anything like that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, that's so, kind of sad, too. Right. That, oh, this is Pixar. So, you know, it tugs on the heartstrings, like, towards the end. You know, like, they really go for you right there. The thing about this movie, though, is that I don't think it's a kid's movie. Like, I think a lot of the, like, the pacing and the, the subject matter and the things they're talking about, I don't think a kid would get this. This isn't Incredibles. You know, we're just like throwing shit at you. Shit, just the like, Incredibles ain't even. I try to get my kid to watch the Incredibles. She don't give a shit. <laughs> really? Not. I can understand the second one, but even the first one, she didn't like. I mean, no. Like I, I thought she would because there's all the action. But you remember, right. it, there's like a half hour before any action happens in the Incredibles. So that right. just didn't didn't. Right. I, see, when I watch Incredibles, I just fast forward to the last thirty minutes. You know, basically to the where's my super suit part and just watch <laughs> it from there. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Soul was the same way where it was like. Don't expect any Incredibles action. But here's the thing about this movie that I had when you watch it again, the like the animation is so good, you kind of forget about it. You take it for granted because it's so good. Like your mind switches off like it's almost real, even though it's not real. That's the thing. <laughs> so it's it's weird. It's like it crosses the uncanny valley, but you take it for granted. So instead of you being amazed by the animation, since it's so lifelike and realistic, you just into it. You know, you don't think twice like, about wow. it. Wow. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't wow you because it's so realistic. It's like like if you were a cartoon. Like I wouldn't be amazed at you. I was just like that's just Eli. You know, like somebody just drew you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eli. You know, not like that, you know. But that that's my thing about that. But it, it was a good movie. It's not the best Pixar movie they ever made. Not the worst either. Uh honestly the first like the first 30 minutes of it, I thought she was like boring as hell. I'm like, man, get to the point. Get to the point. Where are we going with this? About halfway through the movie, you kind of see where they're going. And then when they finally get to the ending, like a Pixar movie, the ending isn't the ending that you think they're gonna give you, and then they start tugging at the heartstrings and stuff like that, you know. But overall, good movie. I do want to address this though, because people are getting upset. Like I said, this is the first black led Pixar movie, and I think the director, like the director of this movie is also black. So people are going to get controversy about this and get upset about it also. Before we get there, let's see what we got here. Uh, Super 6 Man, Black Coco. What the fuck, Pixar? I really need the ghost story. It's a ghost story. It is. I like that. I've never seen Coco, but that's what this is. Yeah. I mean, my kid, again, my kid couldn't get into Coco either. She didn't like Coco. I couldn't. What's that movie, Inside Out, about the, your emotions and shit? She yes. didn't get in. Didn't give a shit of that. I bought her that DVD. It's sitting there collecting dust. I really don't think she's gonna get into this either. Because yeah. it's, it's not that you movie. Know. Like I said, it's just it's a very it's a very slow pace. It takes its time. It's a slow burn. Yeah, you know, Wreck It uh, Ralph and, and and How to Train Your Dragon. That's her shit. Right, shit went like. <laughs> Right, she wants shit to just go all over the place. Yeah, that, that's a Kung Fu Panda. That's the shit she likes. Kung Fu Panda is awesome. I like that it shit. It is, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. She's a, she's a big fan of those, yeah. Okay, I'm a big fan of Kung Fu Panda. That shit was off. Jack Black is a genius. Anyway, uh, these movies, I, I do want to address, like I said, anytime you throw the first black something, there will always be controversy. One of the controversies from people that haven't seen the movie, they're throwing accusations at it. Because you know how Pixar, well, not Pixar, but any animation, like whenever they say like the first black something, but really, like, the, the black lead gets either killed off or transformed into something, turned to a ghost, turned to a frog, turned into a, a pigeon or some shit, and they just have to put the rest of the movie. <clears throat> People saying that's a trope in, like, cartoons where they say it's a black something, 
but then it's really not because you're it's an animal the, the whole time this actually isn't that so people are getting upset and pissed off some movie they hadn't even seen it's not that hate to spoil it but he the uh after the whole ghost thing happens he comes back and he's pretty well, kind of not really <laughs> as an animal does he come back as no no he doesn't come back as an animal what? actually he does but <laughs> but you have to watch it to, to understand i don't want to spoil it but i think they did it a better way than they usually do it and donkey also, right oh shit now you piss me off about the movies actually like i love shrek but now you piss me off with shrek now. shrek's great yeah shrek is great a donkey is great. a genius you know what's <laughs> Oh, uh, I quote that movie all day. But uh, and another and another uh, controversy. People like to say people that haven't seen the movie are accusing the movie that they haven't seen uh, of being the na- magical Negro trope. I don't think it's that. And you know what, Eli? I think that's something we never actually talked about on this podcast before. But but I think I need to go into deeper with it on another episode because that's a whole lot to break down. But I don't think this is that. Now, normally the magical Negro trope is basically like the. Uh, the non-white, the non-black person, the non-color person, or white person, whatever like that, is having this dilemma or this conflict, something like that, and the black person just swoops down out of nowhere, gives them a skill, teaches them something, gives them superpowers, or something, and then after it's done, they just fly away or get killed off or get kidnapped or whatever the fuck Morgan Freeman did in any one of his movies, you know, whatever the fuck. So this is so, he, he worked through Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Get busy living. Get busy dying. Get busy. I was talking more about Bruce Almighty because he basically was that Bruce Almighty. But yeah, I never um, saw what was the movie, the golfing movie with Will Smith. Will Smith. Oh, he's definitely there. Matter of fact, if you go to like the the trope page of that, Will Smith face is there. You know, <laughs> like that's that. You know, uh, and you wonder there. why. Oh, I won't go there. I won't. Hey, we that's a bad topic. <laughs> we can keep going, right? But I mean, Morgan, uh, 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 Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus in Matrix, he's that. You know, yeah, yeah, I guess we can keep yeah. going, but I'm not gonna go there. That's not what here. The reason I feel like it's not that here is because normally, like I said, when the magical Negro comes down to give him superpowers, he flies away or get killed off, something like that. No, he's the main focus of this story. Like, the story is about Jamie Foxx's character. So, even does he does, you know, teach and give superpowers, stuff like that, it's still focused on him. So, they like help each other, which I like that, you know. Oh, and Tina Fey, Tina Fey is the other character in the movie also like the person he has to help with it like that so i think it's not what people think it is i think they do i think they're mindful of the tropes that they you know could actually fall into like a manhole i think they avoid that for the most part so i well, think for a, that part they're good yeah there's always going to be like like you said the first when it's the, when it's that first one through the door the first one making that breakthrough there's going to be everyone critical of it oh did it do this did it do that? Did it, you know, is it the most perfect? Because they want it to be the perfect thing. And right. when, when it isn't, then it gets, they, you know, then it gets criticized for not being the, the best perfect representation for everybody ever. Right. You know, I think they were saying they went with the Princess Frog, like the movie about everybody's the first black Disney princess, Princess Tiana. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever seen the movie, Eli, but basically she turned to a frog like the first 15 minutes and she's dead for the rest of the movie, you know. I don't even know if she even turns back. I think she's just that for the rest of the movie, you know. But that's what it is, and we're supposed to be happy for for that kind of representation. I don't know, you know. Uh, but this yeah. movie, I, I think they were mind. You could feel the movie was mindful of avoiding tropes like that, and it was trying to be that. Not like I said, it's a perfect movie, but I'm glad that they took the steps to do that. 
you know, like we're not going to go that route. We're going to make sure we don't do these things. So, uh, Magic and World Troll really does sound like Will Smith. Yeah, the golf movie. Like, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Black Coco. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, I'll talk way about, honestly, like I said, this is a movie I will never watch again. It was cool that they made it. It wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, I don't know. Give me, honestly, I didn't even like uh, Incredibles 2 that much, to be honest with you. I thought it was okay. That's just me. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Let's see. Oh, okay. We're going to the list now, Eli. We're going to the list. Like I said, the list. this is the list. Like I said, oh, we just came out of 2020. And even though we're not going to talk about the fucked up shit in 2020, like, you know, uh, the riots and the pandemic <laughs> and the civil war your, your and your the murder. Hornets. What's your favorite riot of 2020? <laughs> Top 10 favorite race war riots yeah, of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Minnie Lake Street, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're not doing that. We're not going to go there. We're just going to keep this breeze easy and breeze and just keep it entertainment wise. Because honestly, we would every year we've been doing this podcast, we do like a best of, best of. And then I started looking at the best of list and just honestly just reminiscing of 2020 i was like oh fuck you know fuck facebook because every day in facebook they send me a a, a, a status of what i made last year this time and i can see right now in the third month of uh third day of january the month just goes to shit further and further <laughs> like remember <laughs> we hadn't got to the point last year when they set australia on fire oh yeah that start yeah. the whole thing off yeah you know Anyway, we, we, let's keep this jovial. The best of, yeah, we had the best of twenty. The best of, not the bullshit. The best of, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, what got us go, through this shit? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly what happened. The shit that got us through this shit show of twenty twenty. Yeah. Know? Um, I'm trying to think what we're gonna start with first. Let's start with the uh, let's start with the big guns first, Eli. Let's go with best movie. What was your favorite movie of twenty twenty? Now, My f- doesn't matter about theatrical, just best movie. Period. Yeah, the best movie that I saw that I saw this year, mm-hmm. Blood Quantum. You know, on you Shutter. Talk about Blood Quantum, like, yeah. Yes, Blood Quantum, the Native American movie with zombies, um, exclusively on Shutter. Uh, it's it's the zombie apocalypse with natives. Natives are immune to the zombie virus. They get bit by zombies, they don't turn, but everyone else does. So they're immune to the zombie uh, outbreak. So just that, like all great zombie movies that have a social political commentary, this leans very heavily into that. You know, the fact that, you know, this movie is just basically a native movie. What I love about this is this is a a Native American movie made by natives for natives. Native Americans are the demographic for this movie because we are never ever a demographic for any movie. We're not even in most of them. So <laughs> the fact that this was made for natives is a huge step because a lot of what goes on is shit that natives will get. Natives will understand. And I've seen reviews by non-natives, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And yeah, it's an okay zombie movie. It's an okay horror flick. You know, it's nothing groundbreaking in that regards. But this movie is all populated by native characters and they're just dealing with shit. And it's just a statement to native history, what natives deal with and how natives still survive. And the fact that all the shit that native Americans have been through for all, you know, for centuries, all the oppression and genocide and, you know, 
all that shit that they survived when the when the zombie apocalypse happens, they just deal with it like everything else they've dealt with. They survive. So that right. that just it to me, it made me feel it was like our Black Panther moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, one of the best scenes I in you know was seeing an old native guy with a samurai sword chopping down a horde of zombies to a powwow song was playing as the, as the as the musical score you know so just that just that moment just gave me shivers and just made me proud so now, let me yeah. ask you this did the movie ever obviously not did it ever come to the theaters no it, it was it was supposed to but because of the pandemic because it went pandemic, to right. it went to shutter it was and, and the, that's the, that's the in fact they were they were going to do a premiere here in Minneapolis and me and my brother, Fat T, and Izzy, we were gonna go, like we were gonna go to the premiere and shit, and do like a when I was doing my Geek Sass podcast, we were gonna like try and do a Q and A and shit, and all that. But mm -hmm. it got canceled because of the pandemic. So the pandemic, it, yeah. then it just went straight to Shutter. Shutter picked it up, and it's exclusively on Shutter. I I actually ordered a DVD. I got I got the Blu-ray just to support Native artists. So, um, but yeah, like I'm saying, this is uh. As a, like I said, as a horror movie, it's okay. Nothing you haven't seen before. But as the native movie, there's nothing else like it. So that's right. the best thing I've watched this year, in my right. opinion. And that's the main thing that you can tell that it was told through the lens of you know of, of a Native American that way because you yeah. can tell you yeah. can tell who's making these, who's behind the scenes of these movies. Yeah. You know? So uh, I guess I can go. Like I said, we're not gonna do top five. We're just gonna just go back and forth. My favorite, Bad Boys for Life. Not to say it was the greatest movie of all time and changed my life, or it was some great think piece. Uh, I just like the movie. I don't know. Just blew yeah. a bunch of shit, you know. Uh, Will Smith, Marlon. Here's the funny thing about it. Like I said, uh, they're bad boys, but they're both in their 50s. So I'm glad <laughs> the movie actually went out of their way to address that, you know. Uh, hold on, let me see. I did not that. see that. I saw, was it Gemini Man? Okay. I was going to say that. Here's the thing. <laughs> this movie has the exact same plot as Gemini Man. <laughs> really? Their clones yeah, come back to get to kill them? Uh, no. <laughs> I'll spoil it for you. It, it, everybody's seen the movie. I, spoilers. Cut us off if you listen to it like that. But spoilers. Uh, Will Smith's son is the bad guy. So Jaden Smith? No, not no. <laughs> oh, like well, his son in the movie. His son in the movie, an actor playing his son in the movie, oh, okay. right? Is, is the main bad guy of the movie. <laughs> not Jaden Smith coming and you know shoot him up and shit like that, you know. Uh, no, but I saw uh, I saw Gemini Man. I thought it was I thought it was alright. Gemini Man was okay, uh, yeah. but like I said, if you if you watch this, it's basically the same thing. It was on um, Hulu, so I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like I said, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, chemistry back and forth. It's still there. I, honestly, this is my favorite Bad Boys movie because it's not directed by Michael Bay. Uh, it's oh, directed really? by somebody. Yeah, it, matter of fact, the people that directed this are directing the Miss Marvel show because they were uh, like Middle Eastern, whatever, like that. So that Marvel saw it, picked them up, boom. Let's let's go with it. You know. All right. Uh, cool. Like I said, the movie had emotional moments to it. Heart with a wish never went into other Bad Boy movies because, like I said, it's Michael Bay. He just wants to just blow shit up. All day, you know. So they actually took their time with this movie <laughs> and have like an underage Megan Fox in it and shit, being a stripper or whatever. <laughs> right in the other movies, yes, and they address it. That's the thing. They address Martin Lawrence like like this. Like Will Smith still look like he's in shape to do action scene. Martin Lawrence clearly does not, and they they use that you know for comedic effect in this movie. So I, I like that. Like I said, it didn't change my life or anything like that. It's just a movie. 
Yeah. And so, oh, where are we at now? Okay. Uh, let's do something easy breezy. TV show. TV show. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a lot of shit I watched. I I would say Cobra Kai, but technically that's not 2020. Um, so yeah. I'll go. I'll go. With, I'll go <laughs> with the boys. The yeah, boys. I'll go with the boys season two. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a blast. It was great. I I thought I was gonna be. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did, but it blew me away, and it it really expanded the universe, and you know, really, uh, really, yeah. A lot of cool shit happened. You know, everybody knows it's the it's the superheroes are assholes show. Very violent, heart violence, very bloody and visceral and, and brutal and, you know, and, and very political as well. Deals with a lot of uh, timely issues. And, um, yeah, I had a blast. You know, basically uh, this year's Watchmen for me, you know, as far as like the comic book realm. You know, I try to keep it. I try to keep it into like the, the nerdy shit, you know. But I did watch a lot of TV show um, this year. So, like I said, yeah. I really didn't watch that much TV, even though it was a pandemic. I think I just played video games the whole time. But my <laughs> yeah. favorite TV show that I saw this year uh, was Mando. Oh shit! Yeah, that'd be on there too. That would be yeah, up there. Mando season two was on there. I, that was the show where you know all Star Wars fans, you know, put down the guns and laser rifles at each other, and we like came to a truce. <laughs> we we're like, okay. It, it's fine. We're going to sit down collectively and enjoy this show and enjoy this show. Like I said, Mando season one, I thought eh, pretty good. Yeah. Space Western, gun smoking space. I'm fine. This one definitely ramped it up. You know, yeah. was it fan servicey? Yes, but I'm a fan. So is that a so bad I mean, thing? Like that's a bad thing. I'm mad because you gave me what I want. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, like man. don't so, like don't don't give the fans what you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> like what, that's, what, what, that's like that's what we got in this situation. Yeah. You know? it, this this show made made Star Wars great again. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I can't think of a single like I can't think of a single person that uh is a Star Wars fan that didn't like this show. This people this show is getting people that's not even into Star Wars into Star Wars. I mean mainly because of baby group. I mean, baby, baby Yoda, baby Groot, baby Groot, not that same him. thing. Yeah, because they said Grogu, and I get them confused in my head. But yeah, baby Yoda, so it's a thing. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what we're going to do next. This might be a tough one, Eli. Favorite album or best album? Best album. Well, I'm a metal guy. Yeah, so go for it. Yeah, well, I, I, I listen. There's a lot of shit. I mean, like it was a pandemic, so I had nothing to do but to sit around and chill and. You know, there was a lot of shit um, that I listened to this year. It's hard to pinpoint um, one that was like that blew me away. But off the top of my head, I got to go with the band called Meth Leopard. Okay. The album is Woke, and they're a grindcore band. Grindcore is basically the bottom line of death metal. <laughs> six one six man for a little while. For a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait till Patty Jenkins directs Rogue One. <laughs> or, or rogue squadron or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll be choking eli through the screen or wait wait till that was it the high republic what's that shit coming no, the, out no uh rogue squad yeah rogue squad and high republic whatever that is yeah yeah there's that com the, the new comics and the books that are coming out the new high republic series there's like right. trans character trans jedi characters that's gonna like <laughs> yeah that's gonna set a bunch of people off oh shit <laughs> But no, my favorite album, I'm just going to say Meth Leopard, Grindcore Band, uh, Woke. You know, most of people who are listening to this podcast probably will not like it, but I don't give a fuck. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, in that's my shit. I'm into death metal. I'm into Grindcore. I'm a metal guy. 
So that that's my my favorite shit. Cool. Okay. Uh, my favorite album of the year, like I said, I'm not a death metal guy. I mainly listen to rap most of the time. That's what I do. So I'm going to put a rap album up there. My favorite, Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof. That's a good Love album. Sound. Love that album. Uh, matter of fact, just if you not if you uh haven't heard Griselda, listen to all their music. They drop music like all the time. Everybody the dropped like two albums. Every <laughs> Conway. Right. I mean, any and... one of their albums could have been album yeah. of the year for me. You know, West Side Gun. You know the you know right. Pray for Paris. I mean that they Conway all put out. Machine. Yeah, they all put out good that projects, that yeah. Conway Conway with uh, Alchemist album. That was yeah. dope too. That yeah, Lulu like or whatever. That shit was dope too. Yeah. yeah, so like I said, he dropped so many projects. So definitely listen to them because they put out a bunch of stuff on there. Burden Proof, I think that was his. It was his best production because that was done by Hit Boy, who also did Nas album, which Nas album almost made my list also, but not quite. But when, like I said, Benny Bush came out, he just felt fresh, you know. Maybe yeah. after, if I haven't heard, you know, like 13 albums from Nas, maybe he'd be up there, but it's kind of like he just doing what Nas does. It's like, you know, it's like an MCU movie. You know what you're getting. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, what do we got? What do we got? I think let's go to. I guess we're gonna go to the video game section. What's your favorite video game this year that dropped well, this year? Well, that dropped this year. Yeah, I, I don't know what. Well, I'm just gonna put Ghost of Tsushima because that's you the only one it? I did. I, I I haven't beaten it because you know I don't have time to you know play for hours and hours on end. Well, you know they dropped like more DLC to play. Yeah, I, yeah. So I didn't even finish this first. Game, uh, take this <laughs> yeah so but it's it's cool i mean it's 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 that same adventure single player campaign like like you know like the arkham games or like the spider-man game only you're a samurai it looks really cool the graphics are dope the battle system's dope it's just cool Ro roaming roaming the you know the, the you know the, the the land of you know feudal japan as as this ronin warrior you know, slicing heads, cutting necks. It's cool. Um, other than that, I, the other game I really played was Streets of Rage. Oh, Street four Rage. or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that came out this year though. Is that where is that? Is I that thing here? I think it is. Is that here? Oh, where's that? It came. The, I, I had the the keychain. I bought the game and it came like the uh, keychain. I don't know I where it is. It was like Xbox game pass or whatever yeah so, it's it's cool. uh, it's yeah. it's old school you know i like those yeah. like i said it's it's like the cobra kai game you know right. <laughs> where you just just side scroll just, guy going out just beating shit out of people so yeah yeah so okay so my favorite game unpopular opinion you already know what i'm gonna say avengers, avengers? i don't care i don't care i i realized when i looked at you know my my steam like many because you know keep up with how long you played the game and i've already put 100 game hours in the game already i'm like oh shit time just flies you know so how can we man a game I put that much time in? You know, I flew through the story mode. I'm just sitting here just like grinding and building up my characters. And Hulk, give me a game with Hulk where he just smashes shit. I'm fun. I don't, I don't ask for much. Just give me that, you know. And everybody plays differently. You got Hulk, you got Thor. Thor flies around doing shit. Iron Man, you know, uh, got his rockets. Captain America, you know, run Walrus like that. I still haven't got to Black Widow yet. She, uh, I think she, like, all her moves play like Dante from Devil May Cry, some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I remember. Because I played yeah. the demo or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then they just dropped Kate Bishop in there. So she's got all kind of... I, I, I think I did, like, a stream with Kate Bishop on there. She got, like, explosive arrows and shit. And she teleports, you know. Yeah, wasn't she, like, flying or something? Well, that's a glitch. Okay. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so yeah, but like I said, all this stuff in the game, I'm I'm fine with it. I hope they keep dropping more characters. Drop it, like I said, Maestro is supposed to drop. I don't know, whenever, but whenever he's supposed to be next thing drop, whenever that happens. So yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I guess we can do uh, best comic book series. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. I could do this. I I actually prepared for this one. Oh, cool. Okay. Let's see what you got. Uh, I have. Boom. I got you. I got you. Let's see. Boom. Dead. Earth. That's Wonder Woman, right? Woman, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, mm -hmm. written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson. So um, this one, I, I I'm a huge Daniel Warren Johnson fan. I know he's an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. His his art isn't pretty and slick and you know and, and you know both games are great great yeah they they are you know, yeah they they uh they 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 require a lot of time which yeah. i don't have a lot of <laughs> <laughs> you know with having kids and all that so um but no back to this uh wonder woman dead earth daniel warren johnson i'm a huge fan i love love pretty much everything he does and when i heard he was doing a wonder woman book all by himself writing and drawing it you know doing oh, double duties yeah. um yeah so this is uh wonder woman it's a, it's a elseworld story on the black label uh has her diana waking up like 500 years into the future and earth has been decimated by these monsters and she helps the last remnants of humanity battle these monsters and um Daniel Warren Johnson, his art style. I know it's an acquired taste, but I love it. It's very, it's not slick and pretty. It's very raw, gritty, visceral. His action is just full of so much kinetic energy um, and brutal. It's very brutal and very violent. She uses Superman's spine as a weapon. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yes, this was way more metal than Dark Knight's death metal. <laughs> I kept asking you, is this metal? Is this metal yes. Though? This was totally fucking metal. It was brutal, and yeah, I, 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 you know, out of everything that I've read, this is probably I, I just got to give it to this. I, this is the one I was most excited for, and it pretty much delivered, you know. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, I gotta stop. Okay, stop no, no, sharing. I can chat here. Okay. Okay. Cool. There you go. <laughs> I could. I just was trying to be polite. That's all. <laughs> all right. So my favorite, and I started really thinking about what was my favorite series this year. And honestly, I'm going to go with, and this may be a pop unpopular opinion, but where is, where is it? Yeah. X-Men Fantastic Four. I love this fucking series, man. I love this fucking series because there was so many awesome moments. It was written by Chip, uh, Chip Sadarsky. Uh, it was his thing. Finally, somebody called out the X-Men on the dumb shit they've been doing. You know, the Fantastic Four calling, y'all are not the X-Men, y'all are the Brotherhood. Like, it's me like, nah, we're good. Then why the fuck is Magneto in my living room? <laughs> you, know, they, <laughs> you know, shit like that. Uh, let's see what do we got here. Uh, why do you got Sinister on the fucking... Uh, right, you know, all this crazy Quiet like, Council. <laughs> right, so many epic moments, like Magneto versus Invisible Woman. Like, Magneto was just throwing cars and shit like that. And when Invisible Woman found out she's trying to take Franklin out the house, she just went, like, mama bear mode. And I'm like, oh, fuck, Invisible Woman is a fucking badass. You know, when she wants to be. Even in fact, yeah. like... Awesome, awesome scenes like when they were like invisible in the quiet council and nightcrawler feel like they're here they're in here somewhere we need to stop talking you know because they can hear everything we're saying or even when dr doom shows up and he tells franklin i know i'm dr doom and i'm the most evil motherfucker in the world but i would have never done this shit that your dad did to you, <laughs> you know, <he's laughs> up. so it was just like so many awesome and the best part of the like the ending 
when Professor X found out what fan, uh, Miss Fantastic did, yes, it was awesome. When Charles Xavier found out what Reed did to his son to hide his mutant gene, that was some cold shit. Not only did he mind wipe him, he made it so he knew he mind wiped him. <laughs> so, and they just walked out of the room with him and Magneto. I'm like, this is some cold shit. So I, I love the series. I love the series. It was better than anything else I read. I just enjoyed it. So like, yeah. it's not metal. You know, but it was pretty metal. I think it was more metal than death metal. <laughs> it was probably more metal than death. That's bad when Fantastic Four is more metal than death metal. So yeah, no, this is a good series. I, I dug on this too. You know. Okay, now best favorite single issue. Favorite single issue. I'm single wondering. Issue. I'm wondering if we're gonna have the same one. I but doubt it. I, I doubt it. Um, I'm. I'll. I'll I go. Okay. You, you yeah, I, I mean, this is just pick. off the top of my head. I didn't put too much thought into it. So I'm just gonna go with this. <laughs> I knew you were gonna, uh, yeah. And that I was thinking, I was like, "Is it? Is it? It's actually not on my list." Oh, okay. But I thought about it. I thought it was. About it. it was a toss up. I mean, this is because it's, you know, remember we didn't have comics for a while, so it was it was hard to choose. Like, so I just pretty much going by what I've read lately, right. and it was either this or Last Ronin. So. Oh I, shit! Yeah. I, I chose I just chose this just because like this was the first one off the top of my head. Yeah. You know, and it was what, like last week or two weeks ago? <laughs> right. It was just there. Last Ronin was for we're still waiting for issue two because last Ronin was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I went with King and Black. The uh, null has finally came, and so did I. <laughs> <laughs> this first issue, they just stormed the gate, just fucking hit the ground running and got the shit going and this was just a big what the fuck, you know, the symbiote celestials, you know, all that. It was just a crazy book. Um, yeah. This, this, just just ripping Sentry in half. I was yeah, like, oh, he ripped Sentry in half. Uh, yeah, all everything that this just, it just, it kicked off. The, this is how you kick off an event. Right. You're I mean, just, Donny Cates you know, is they can't lose. They just can't yeah. lose. It's, it's, yeah. Stegman and Donny Cates are like, you know, like I said, Snyder and Capullo doing Batman. You know yep. their their styles just mend so well together, and they this 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 got the book going. You know it started it stormed the gate. You know hasn't kept up the momentum, but this first issue would just blew me away. So right, it, the, yeah. this first issue like it would just it knocked everybody's socks off. I was on yeah. Twitter monitoring. Everybody was going crazy when they read this issue. Yeah. So so like I said, it was either this or Last Ronin, and Last Ronin was cool too. So that's an honorable mention. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Last Ronin. It, you know, it's on my list. If we were doing the top five, Last Ronin would be on my list. Already. Yeah, this was a, this is a close second. Um, okay. Yeah. So so here's my number one. Like I said, King, King of Black got beat out by this issue. Thor number six. Number Herald six. Of yeah. Is that the one? Okay, again, I think I know which one this is. That's the one where he kills Galactus. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Like you just read, and it's also made by Donny Cates also. Just an awesome <laughs> book. Just when... Uh, you read the book and you seeing like Galactic, like I don't know what's popular. It was that. Just, just art. I don't know who did the artwork on this one, but this shit was just as awesome as like anything else that Donny Case has been working on. Uh, and then the fact that Thor had Galactus' head sitting in front of the Bifrost Bridge and sitting there while he was drinking uh, ale, telling Silver Surfer how he killed his boss. I was like, this shit is fucking <laughs> awesome. That's why, and this is the reason why I put it over King of Black because like the issue three of King of Black is going to be Thor versus no yes he ripped through century like he was no business but after i saw what thor did to galactus in that book like all like death battles and versus battles the internet has 
with Thor versus whoever, like Goku and Superman and Luke Skywalker. That shit is dead. Hulk, <laughs> fuck that shit. This Thor will run through all those guys. That's when I see when, like, all this bullshit Noel did in the first issue, if I see this Thor coming down to fuck with him, I'm scared for Noel. <laughs> that's, that's how crazy this shit is you know? oh man so i think that's it i think we move on to the next part of the podcast yeah because we're not we're not doing worst movies or worst no 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 honestly and that's the thing about the the reason we're not going to do the worst of the worst because if it's bad why put your energy into it just ignore it just move on yeah i i, yeah, I had I a hard time Batwoman on here and shit like that but why bother you know just yeah. move on you know and I know you love to tell us how how much Wonder Woman two suck. Like, let's <laughs> move on, you know. Yeah. Oh, right, let's move on to the next part of the podcast. Let's talk about the comic books where we just hold up before we get into my tagline. What do we got here? Danny Cates is a beast. Why people remember Eli when people used to shit on Danny Cates? Why? Yeah, because he was because he was doing cool shit. Right. They were like, oh, Danny Cates fall. Where? How? How is he falling off? He's doing the same shit. He probably doing better shit now than he did then. You know, uh, but anyway, this is comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books. We're just gonna jump into it because we are running long, but we're gonna fly through this shit as much as possible. First, we're gonna do is X Men number 16. So, yes, we're back on the X train. I know I was gonna, here's the thing technically, Eli, I have jumped off the X train, but if it's a Hickman written X book, I might peek my head in, I might dip my toe in the water, you know. All right, yeah, so and that's about as far as it goes. So, basically, what's going on with this book. Uh, remember all the X of Swords and Ten of Swords shit that was going on. This is the aftermath of that. And Krakoa and Arako have are trying to reform, but they don't want to reform. So they're trying to figure out what why don't they don't want to reform. So basically Cypher has a conversation with Krakoa, where Krakoa turns himself into like some kind of group tree, and then the other Arako turns himself into another thing and try to have a conversation. But here's the problem. They've been away for so long, for like millennia and shit like that, they no longer even speak the same language. They don't want anything to do with each other. So the Quiet Council, you know, is having a conversation, and Magneto's just like, okay, if they don't want to get together, why the hell do we even do all that extra sword shit? Like, that was just a waste of time, you know. Uh, And then they're basically saying that the same thing that we're saying about Araco, the other island, is probably saying about the mutants on that island also. Because the thing about that island, it's probably 24 times more mutants compared to us than it is over there. They outnumber us. And they're older, and they're more powerful. They're like, oh, shit. So that's like a whole other conversation we can have. So Professor X and Magneto go over there, and they talk to Iska the Unbeaten. You know, she's the, basically, she's the, the queen bee over there right now since Genesis and Apocalypse and whatever the fuck. So... And she's basically like, if you X-Men come on, like if you mutants come over here, you need to understand there's one rule in Rocco, it's kill or be killed. And Magneto's just like, oh, I get it. I understand the rule. I've been trying to tell my buddy Charles this for the longest, you know. And Charles come over there with a, with a gift, you know, he's trying to give him like an Rocco flower where they can just hop over to the other land anytime they want to. And it's just basically telling them, uh, how long y'all been running y'all mutant government? And she was like, well, we just started. He was like, y'all are children. Y'all just started, and y'all run the toy child government. Y'all are nothing to us. So let us know when you catch up with us. We are the superior mutants right now. But she said, you know what? I'm going to work with y'all right now because y'all put out an olive branch. When they say you come over here, all this pussy shit where you're trying to, you know, be nice and give us good shit like that, don't come with a Rocco doing this. 
You come over here and you ready to, to fight next time you come over here. So, yeah. So the next thing we go, and it's a whole bunch of back and forth. Oh, and there's this thing. They talk about the, the what do they call it? The Ring of Araco. Like, they have their own quiet council. And they have one rule. You are a, you have to be an Omega-level mutant to even sit on the council. I thought that's pretty cool. The X-Men don't have that rule. They just have that. So, anyway, so Magneto and Professor X, they realized that they need to fill the seats of the quiet council because... They started, you know, missing people and people got killed off, you know, doing the, the Ten of Swords. So they're trying to bring Cyclops and Gene back. And they're like, nah, we're not coming back to the Quiet Castle. We're done. What we're going to do, we're going to restart the X-Men, you know. And Magneto's like, why? <laughs> you know, fuck the X-Men. And he's like, the reason we need to start the X-Men because, yes, the Quiet Castle is the government. But the people of Krakoa need a voice to speak for them. And that's the X-Men. So then Professor X is like, okay, if y'all going to start the X-Men, well, who's going to be your teammate? He's like, that's the thing. We're not going to pick the X-Men. We're going to let the people pick the X-Men. Uh, and that's when this shit came okay. from. Election <clears throat> of the X-Men. So, yeah. So, the X-Men are back, I guess. Even, it's issue 16 this book. The X-Men haven't been in the X-Men book. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's going on right now. Like I said, I have to keep up with Hickman, though, but Hickman keeps irritating the fuck out of me because he keeps making plot lines and plot threads that you think he's going to continue, and then the next storyline is something completely different. And he's probably doing the same shit with this right here. He'll, he'll, probably, he'll probably reference it like two years from now. Right. That's a, I'm, I'm sick of this shit, man. <laughs> like, continue the storyline you're doing. Like, he'll probably, we, I, by the time he referenced this shit again, I've completely forgot about it by the time he do it. He'll be on another storyline by the time this thing. He'll reference it like two years from now, and everybody will be like, oh, my God, that's so brilliant. No. <laughs> he's a it's genius. Like people come in Sentinel role. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, the, the tree people run shit. Like, whatever the mutants doing on Krakoa, they can't do anything unless Krakoa agree to it. So, they're in charge. So, eh, three to five. I'm slowly trying to get back in the, in the X shit because that Ten of Swords, you know, drained me for 2020. If we did a worse of 2020, that shit might be on there with a fucking fashion show when I wanted more combat, you know. But that's just me. So, yeah, <laughs> three to five. Uh, what, what, what you got, Eli? I guess I'll do Shang-Chi number four. Cool. Let me get you set up. You can go ahead and start this thing up. I actually did read it. You did read it? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to keep up with Shang-Chi. So. Yeah. So this is a quick recap. We have Shang-Chi. He's uh, basically found out he his dad ran this the Five Weapons Society, and he has chosen to rule them all, um, which sort of uh, put a put a damper on... His sister, what's her name? Sister Hammer. Sister Hammer, yeah. Yeah, she she wants wants the title for herself, so she's uh, this you know put put a little bit of drama between them. They they they're fighting for who who gets to lead this this these uh the society of of these ancient kung fu fighters. But her sister has raised a bunch of hopping vampires. I forget what they're called. They got a name the for Jin them. Jin or something. something like that. But I know them because I'm a, you know, in, in Kung Fu movies, the, the hopping vampires, they hop. Yeah, and he's been and, stabbed by one, so Shane Chi's slowly turning yeah. into one of these zombie vampires. Yeah, he's been infected, so we pick up this issue. Um, his his cousins or whatever, or his other no, brothers. They're, they're his brothers also, yeah. Yeah, the, the, also. you know, um, they're, they're taking him to this uh, mountaintop to go visit 
I thought it was his uncle. Remember, I was like the ghost of. We thought yeah, it, may, it was his uncle, wasn't it? Yeah, what we were thinking is, is it, is it his dad or is it his uncle? It's like it, it was might his be uncle. His, and it no, that, that was his uncle. Yeah, yeah, it is his uncle. uncle. Yeah. Let me get yeah. that. So they so they go to this um, they go to this uh this cave to find uh, you know, his uncle to you know cure him of this infection, and of course in the cave they find this big ass monster. You know, which they end yeah, up is fighting. That from some kind of Chinese lore or something. It looks kind of like a lion, kind of, but it looks also like a dragon. So, like a you know? chimera or something. Yeah, like a dragon's head with arms and octopus shit. arms, spider arms, yeah. and yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's some kind of, you know, Chinese lore we don't know. So yeah. So um. So yeah. So they're they're fighting that, but then Shang Chi goes and finds his uncle. His, the ghost of his uncle, he puts out the spirit. This is what I thought was re really interesting. And um, because in Native American traditions, uh, at least in my tribe, we do this too. We put out what we call the spirit dish. We put out mm -hmm. food out for the spirits and stuff for them, mm -hmm. you know, as, as, a, as, as a prayer. And that's what he does. He goes to his uncle's grave, puts out the food, and then his uncle's spirit comes and starts eating. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> So that's that's a thing. I, I I didn't know they went that deep with it. Yeah, okay. he burned. They burned incense and stuff. And so that's it's really cool. And then I his like his uncle starts turning back into his uncle. Yeah, at first he was like yeah. a skeleton, but yeah. And then basically, hey, I'm infected with you know the the I'm infected with the hopping vampire virus. Um, and uh, can you help me? Is like I got I I I don't want to be I don't want to be a part of this whole you know the spies and this ancient kung fu war. I, I just want to like be a normal dude and all this stuff. And his uncle says basically, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta make peace with your family." Basically, um, oh it yeah, it, 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 it tied it all together. Yeah, you know, um, you're tearing yourself apart because you're away from your family. You yeah, know? and then he uh, he he reveals that his father didn't actually kill him, but uh, but sacrificed himself for right. because there was like before we get that, we got to talk about the how they marvelize uh, the, the opium wars. Yeah, yeah, the, the opium. Yeah, they they marvelized it. Like, yeah, okay, you you it went one way in history books, but in Marvel, we did something different. You know, yeah. And, and Dormammu, right? They they pray to the dark god Dormam Dread Dormammu. I've come to bargain, so they bargain with him. And the British, you know, send hell demons, the mindless ones, come out. They just fuck everybody up. You know, uh, yeah. but then the Chinese have their own uh, magic also, but the only yeah. way they can use it. Is if they sacrifice a loved one, just yeah, like and that's that's what it, that's what his dad did. So, mm -hmm. um, so they learned that, yeah, you know that basically that family is important. That Shang Chi has to make peace with his family, while his sister is ready to, you know, take over the world with hopping vampires. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of where we end. And I'm oh, thinking, and, and also this one. This is when he's talking to his sister, Esme. And they haven't, I might be saying it wrong, but, you know, he gives it like a chocolate bar or something like that. But his brother that was cool with him the whole time starts giving that, you know, that look. Like, yeah, you know, like, like you might yeah. have to deal with him too later on, you know. But next yeah. issue will be his last issue, so. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, I, I'm digging this. This is a four out of five. I'm digging, yeah. I'm still digging they, this They series. already have pre, they already have the, gra the, the trade for this whole series for pre-order, like already. Journey yeah. of the West Creatures, MK level martial artist. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and again, again, because, you know, you, you have, we're having real representation. You know, the, the writer 
is Asian, and you can tell he's a fan of the genre. And oh, we're seeing, also, yeah. yeah, we're seeing, you know, like I said, that whole thing with his uncle, and on, um, you know, with you know, that that that's part of Chinese culture, you know. So it's cool to see, you know, real representation being portrayed in, in these in, in comics. So, so it's pretty cool because I didn't know uh, until you broke it down for me. I didn't know they were getting that deep with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. All right, so next book we're going to do is. Amazing Spider-Man number, what is this, 55? I didn't know that went, yeah. So Amazing Spider-Man, yes, I'm doing a Spider-Man book. A Peter Parker Spider-Man book. Peter there. Parker. Peter Parker, not, you know, Spider-Cop or whatever the fuck going on. Spider-Gwen, <laughs> Gwenpool, none of that shit like that. Nope. Old Pete. Is this Old a King in Black tie-in? It is not. Oh. Is not, and that's the weird thing. So nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with King in Black. So... Uh, basically the book starts off now. I don't know, remember last time we talked about it, but you know, the main bad guy, the story called, the, main, the name of the story is called Last Remains. That's a, a story arc that's going on for last month or so like that. And the main bad guy is Kendrick. And it's been revealed that Kendrick is this person that has these deep ties to Peter Parker and he knows everything about Peter Parker. It's Harry Osborn, basically. So they, they realized yeah. who it was. And Harry Osborn is just, you know, keep talking shit to Peter. He was like, Peter, you always talking about you. You're this loner and you're alone, you know, but you got all these spider friends around here. Who the fuck are these people? You know, and then he looks at Spider Gwen. He's like, who the fuck is this? What, what the fuck is a Spider Gwen? You know, I know one Gwen, Gwen Stacy. <laughs> they dropped their ass off a bridge. I don't know who the hell this is, you know. Uh, and then he keeps making fun of Spider Gwen. He was like, uh, Spider Gwen, you know, he, he didn't care about you. He's not, he, he's not looking at you. This is what he really wants, Mary Jane, because Harry has called Mary Jane here. Now, I don't know, remember the last time we talked about the Spider-Man book when he was having dinner with all his dead, you know, relatives and stuff like that. Now, this this whole book is just a dinner between Pete, Harry, and Mary Jane. Just between them three. So that's what the whole book's about. So all the Spider-Friends, Miles, and Spider-Gwens like that, they're there, but they they pay no attention to them. So, yeah. Yeah, I still hear you. Okay. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, my dog is... I forgot the dogs. I, I should have let them out, but go ahead. Oh, cool. Okay. So, yeah, I'm trying to get to the point where, uh, yeah, like Peter, Harry, and MJ are just all having a dinner, and they're reminiscing. Well, Perry's reminiscing. Harry's like, remember that time we were back in college, you know, and I went to Mary Jane's play, and she said, I'm the star. Y'all got to pay attention to me. Remember that time? He's over there laughing. He's looking at him like, this dude is fucking crazy, you know. Uh, they're having all the conversation, and then he starts getting really deeper. Oh, remember that time, Pete? Uh, when you stole MJ from me and I got pissed off at you and I started popping pills and you had it and I overdosed, you took me to the hospital. You know, he started getting, we actually reviewed that book. That's the one that Stan Lee wrote, you know, that uh, killed the comics code. So he started going in deep like that. And Peter's just like, hold up, man, you holding a grudge on me for some shit I had back in college. You mad at me because you're supposed to be this rich asshole, supposed to get any girl you want. You mad because you couldn't get MJ? Hey, fuck you. You know, so Pete's like pissed off at him, stuff like that. Uh, he's like, oh, no, nah, he goes deeper than that. What about that time? Not only that, when you did to that, what about the time when my dad had amnesia, you know, and and you didn't tell me my dad was sick. You didn't tell me my dad was Green Goblin. You didn't tell me my dad had all these problems. You kept that to yourself. And Pete was like, reason I told you that because you looked up to your dad and I didn't want you to know that he was the real Green Goblin. He was like, bullshit. You didn't want me to know you were Spider-Man. You were trying to take your own identity and for acting like you were trying to protect my dad's identity, but we know what this was really about. Uh, and then he was saying, yeah, so he goes he goes basically in on him, basically saying that 
Uh, you really just care nothing about me. Matter of fact, that was my father, not your father. You're supposed to tell me anything's going with him, not keeping yourself to a secret. Matter of fact, everything you just did because you didn't tell me what happened to my father when we could have got him help and could have got him treated, that's why Gwen is dead now. That's all on you, Pete, because you kept all these secrets and all these secrets came back on you, you know. So Pete's just, just going in on him, stuff like that. Uh, and then Pete's just like, this is bullshit. Why are you really pissed off at me? It was like, because he pissed off me. Now, this is where the book gets weird, because I'm going to skip to the end. Uh, Green Goblin. <laughs> Harry, Norman Osborn is back. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's the main bad guy of this story. So they had this, like, real good story, you know, this back and forth where they were just talking, going back and forth, stuff like that. Oh, also where Harry was about to, uh, he was, like, about to kill Mary Jane, but he couldn't kill Mary Jane because he still loves Mary Jane. Uh, Norman's like, uh, fuck that bitch. And throws a bomb and it just blows up, you know. Uh, but she doesn't die at the end. And, and apparently Harry was pissed off. Never, so now you got Harry versus Norman, you know, the father versus the son, whatever like that. And Kingpin shows up. I don't okay. know why. He's he's just here. So the book got some kind of weird. And then some fog goes over that. Apparently Mary Jane isn't dead. She's still talking to the end. Like, but he's like, Tiger, he got to do more than that. To, he's got to go harder to kill me. And that's in the book. So it was a good book for a while, and then it got weird. So not only well, the first thing when you make Harry was the bad guy, but Norman is the bad guy, and then Kingpin is bad guy over that. What Kingpin got to do with this? I don't know. He's just there. So it was good to a point, and then it just got off the rails. I'm pretty like I said, I haven't been reading the story. I'm pretty sure some other stuff that uh, you know that a deeper was going on. I didn't catch all that shit. I just read it. Just like what the fuck, you know. Niggas, yes, he is. Okay, look, all comic book fans that are listening to this podcast right now, I want to make a request. Leave Nick Spencer alone. Look, forgive Nick Spencer for what he did. Because honestly, when you look back at it, what he did wasn't that bad. I'm not even going to detail what he did, but we all know what he did. He know what he did. And it wasn't that bad. Like, give the guy some slack because he's really drawing uh making a great story right here the captain america story was actually a great story when you read it all in context and this story is a great story too because all he's doing is just take all the stuff that stan lee threw in there all the stuff that stan lee was actually you know hinting at too he's just going deeper into it with the stuff that was already there that's why i'm enjoying it as a spider-man fan but when you start throwing in bad guy at the bad guy at the bad guy you're like okay what so that's my thing Overall, 3.5 out of 5. It was it was a strong 4 until Kingpin just showed up for no fucking reason whatsoever. You know, so that's my thing. So, uh, yeah, what you got? Um, I guess I'll do Werewolf by Night, number 3. Let's do it to it. Okay. Let's see. So, this has written by Taboo. Um, from Black Eyed Peas. From Black Eyed Peas. He, mm-hmm. you know... He's, he's on Marvel, Marvel's payroll. Now. Yeah, he he's part native, I guess, and um, they got him writing writing this. So, uh, quick recap: uh, this is a new werewolf by night uh, by the name of Jake Gomez, I believe. He's uh, of Hopi descent, and he basically protects the reservation from you know crime and shit. Uh, he has a little uh, uh, well, uh, like a girlfriend who you know kind of sort of tames him with music listen they listen to shitty metal and uh keeps him from killing he's not supposed to kill but he's basically got this werewolf curse that's like it's been 
descended down through his family tree. And um, so he's kind of protecting the res as a werewolf. But they find out there's this like a uh, drug company that is, you know, kidnapping kids off the res and doing experiments on them and making like these human animal hybrid super soldiers. So he fought them last issue and then uh, kind of because they're after him. They're at this 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 company is actually after this kid. So he kind of goes in hiding. But this um, but Red Wolf. Red Wolf shows so Red up. Red Wolf finally shows up. Okay. Yes, Red Wolf shows up, and um, basically finds him. And uh, you know, he knows that this company's after him, and he wants to protect this new werewolf. And uh, so this is a very heavy Red Wolf issue. Um, and I don't know how to feel about that. About that because I'm not a fan. I wasn't expecting it, right? I'm not a fan of Red Wolf. Uh, <laughs> did, did they revamp him? Does he have a different costume? What, no, what's, what's his, what's he's still just, the, uh, you know, uh, just the, the the mystical native guy, and that's what it that leans into. And you can tell Tab because I guess Taboo's a big Red Wolf fan, you know. So he, he, he said cosplayed as Red Wolf or when is Halloween as Red Wolf or something. Yeah, so he leans heavily into the Red Wolf writing and he, you just tell he's having fun writing him mm -hmm. but red wolf is very that the, the to me he's that stereotypical mystical native medicine man talking about mother earth and the creator maybe, and the flutes you, playing and shit maybe taboo is trying to do what the other writer did with silver fox where they're trying to you know i don't know bring legit legitimacy to this character I, I I don't know. Well, no, no. Well, Silver Fox was that that guy. Uh, he's actually was the same tribe as her, so yeah. he had a like an insight. I don't know what tribe. Maybe he's Hopi. I'm not sure. I don't even know what tribe Red Wolf is. But you, he's <laughs> he, right. He's he, Marvel. <laughs> he's leaning into the whole mystical, you know, New Age hippie Indian speak that I can't stand. I can just imagine the flutes playing and shit. You know. <laughs> Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, but basically, Red Wolf, you know, captures, you know, tames the uh, the werewolf kid and sings him a song to like calm him down and shit, and then um, basically says, "Hey, you know, this this company's after you. They're doing a bunch of shady shit. We got to team up and stop them." And that's kind of where it ends, you know. So not a lot of shit happened. It's just a little tussle between Red Wolf and this werewolf ki uh, kid. There is, however, one scene that I found interesting, um, and it's uh, a, a, a page that Jeffrey Verge, he's that one native artist that's doing all the covers, that did the whole Indigenous Voices covers for all those books. Mm -hmm. He did like a, at one point, Red Wolf tells this kid a story about uh, like an old native tale about this guy who sacrificed himself for the wolf spirit or something to save the to save his village or whatever and that basically that same i think he's implying that that same power has been bestowed on this kid but it was told like in a winter count like i like the, remember in the, the indigenous voices with the the watcher and had all the mm -hmm. different the circle that circular uh right art style and you had all the imagery that's what this was like there was a page where it was just like um it was in a circle but it was all these different images 
you know, that told yeah, the that's, story. That's how it was in Vision, because when you look at it close, like each one was a different character. I was like, oh, yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty cool right there. Yeah, and, and it actually has like, it's almost like a comic book. Like, it, it, like, like um, traditional native art, you know, telling like stories through sequential art. Well, that's you know, what hieroglyphics are back in yeah. ancient Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. Just so yeah. I, I should have grabbed, I should, let me try to pull it up. Uh, but I thought that was really interesting, you know, and that, and I'll give it points for that. But um, other than that, I, I'll give this a, a three out of five. It was kind of a little bit of corny in my opinion. Like I said, the whole Red Wolf, I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan of Red Wolf. You know, he's just Tabo's that. Gonna make, Tabo's going to turn you around. <laughs> he's he's just that stereotypical. He's gonna bring him home. <laughs> yeah, he's just that stereotypical, you know, mystical native dude spouting out that, you know, good old fashioned Indian wisdom shit. You know, <laughs> that gets... I, don't know Eli, I think there's a good character in Red Wolf somewhere, somewhere. Somebody's got to crack that code. Yeah, you know, just don't make him corn. I'm 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 just sick of the corniness you know don't because you just, feel like red wolf like i felt about luke cage probably yeah yeah <laughs> so here's this here's this you know throw me on the hold full on, screen let me blow you up let me blow you up, let me blow you up. yeah force you out of there okay what do we got so there it is i mean and if you can see the panels like there's all there's these different you know art the hieroglyphics telling the story and then each panel, like he actually lists it, each each panel is lifted listed off. So it's like basically a song that he was singing. I think it's supposed to be the lyrics to the song that Red Wolf sang to the werewolf to get him to calm down and stuff. You know, oh, sounds getting real low, big guy. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that was cool. I thought, yeah. Here's a why I, you know, you think they would, but they didn't. Oh shit! Wrong one. Whoops. There, there you go. Yeah. It's just a really, I thought that was really cool. You know, again, incorporating native art into comic books, you know, which I I'm all for just, you know, don't make the character so corny, I guess. <laughs> Cause that's the thing is when they rebooted Red Wolf and I was excited, I was excited when they were rebooting him, but right. he's a man at a time. He got plucked from the 1800s, went through some time loop, came into the modern times. So he's still the, so the stereotypical. I thought, I thought the original thing, he just smoked some bad weed and just thought he was from that time. I don't know. He went through the fucking time loop and he ended up in modern times. So he's still like a man out of time. He's an ancient native relic. So he's still okay. like, the, you know, and that's my thing about native stereotypes. It's like, you know, everyone's fascinated with the, the you know, the noble savage. You know, they want... You're about to get mad at me. Better get mad at me. I'm going to request Red Wolf to be in that Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we well, just don't have him in, running around in buckskin like they have. Hey, maybe they will revamp <laughs> you know, him. You know, we... you, you know what they did? What pissed me off in that Red Wolf book? You know, when, when Red Wolf went through the time loop and he came through in modern time, some kid ran up to him and took a picture of him with his phone, like, hey, an Indian, like he's fucking Bigfoot or the Loch Ness oh, Monster. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Marvel, do you have anybody on staff to just be like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, we're not fucking cavemen, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? Man. 
We're not unicorns. We, we, we still exist. You don't, you don't have to pluck us from the 1800s, you know? <laughs> and that's my deal with Red Wolf is he's like, like an, you know, he's, he's the man out of time. He's the in, engine out of time. And, I feel like there's molded clay there that that could be something if you know, if a, a good enough writer does something with them. Taboo isn't the guy. Yeah, maybe will I am. You know, <laughs> have 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 Thanos snap him into like you know oh race this guy and you know have him born and yeah he, he's born in the eighties. I'm, I'm telling you that was the original <laughs> origin of Red Wolf. He smoked some bad weed and thought he was from that time and just ran around just. Yeah, like that's any better. It's not any better, but I'm just like that was what it was. I was like, "What the fuck?" Just, like, okay. just don't like, just don't, will you? Just that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I get sick of this. Just don't, just don't put natives in the book if you're just gonna make them <laughs> shitty, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> make them cool. Make them badass. Do something. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, I'll give Taboo some credit. At least he's trying. He's his his heart's in the right place. Yeah. And he's he's trying to make Red Wolf a thing, you know, just uh less less singing song, less hiya hiya hiya, and more kicking right. ass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's, it, they, he's gonna start getting some emails or tweets like that, like taboo, what the fuck? You know, do something. And uh actually I, I recognized him. What's his name? Vince Schilling. He uh runs the website Indian Country Today. It's a news, it's one of the prominent news outlets for native country um indian country today i think it's called it's on facebook i follow them he's actually a big nerd the guy the, the main editor he's actually in the book they actually drew him and it's his likeness i said hey that, that's the he's he plays like the the, the tribal chairman or something mm -hmm. but i was like yeah that's kind of cool you're you actually got a you, you know you actually got a real native guy a real native journalist in the in the book but you know cool so so i don't know hopefully they this and like okay reason i say that because we just talked about shang chi and look at all what they're doing with shang chi yeah and right. that's they, a... they're really digging in the lore making them interesting characters so that's why i feel like there there there's clay it's like red wolf is a lump of clay that can be molded if you get a talented enough writer and a creative team to do something with him yeah and here's the thing, it may not be in a comic eli it may have to be when they make a Disney Plus show or something like that, or so, or like the way we were talking when we were talking about Silver Fox. You're right, and uh, and um, and that writer is was, was not was not only a huge fan of the X Men and dug Silver Fox out of his ass, right. <laughs> you know, right. but then also knew the history of the tribe and actually put her put that character within the context of his tribal history, and that's what made that story interesting. You know, you know what's crazy about it that if Taboo would have wrote a story in that book that we were talking about, he would have felt so out of place. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? Get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> because this is this isn't bad. Like the story up until now, this this the, the idea is cool. Yes, this native kid, he becomes a werewolf, he's protecting the res. There's a drug company making kidnapping kids, which just goes into the whole missing and murdered native women. A, you know, issue that's going on in native country that doesn't get addressed. So he's tackling issues, you know, within the indigenous community with this book. You know, it's just we got to Red Wolf, and it's just me. I'm not a Red Wolf fan, and he was just being being the stereotypical mystical native, you know, which I can't stand. I guess you know, I so. but the the Winter Count scene was cool. 
I'll give it points for that. And that was Jeffrey Varaghi and just incorporating the native art into comic books. I'm all for that. So I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. Cool. Uh, I'm booked out. I was going to do Iron Man and Dr. Doom versus Santa Claus, but fuck that book. <laughs> I heard about that. I almost I got that. I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I got that. He could be native Captain America character made out of aspect. Honestly, I think they need, yeah, they need to drop the whole man. Because honestly, it's the same thing as Black Knight. And they already got a guy to do that. He's 12th century Camelot. Thing like It's the same story. It's just cut and paste. So do something different. They can, they can completely revamp. Nobody would care. You know, just do something new. You know. Uh, what, what, what else you got? I got, uh, let's see. Um, the only other books I read was, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, crap, that's not going. So I fucked it. I'll just say, uh, okay, yeah. I won't share the screen. I did that Ghost Rider, um, Return of Vengeance, Howard Mackey. I almost uh, picked this up, but I didn't because I knew you were going to read it. Yeah, Howard Mackey brings back uh, Vengeance, the old Vengeance character. What's that guy's name? Bertolino, the, the cop. He was a cop after Danny Ketch back in the day, and he ends that's, up becoming. kind of when I quit, start reading, because I was just like, oh, this is just Venom. Okay, never mind. Yeah, he becomes he becomes another he become he's basically becomes like a bad ghostwriter and right. you know an enemy but, of Danny Ketch. He Ketch. becomes a good ghostwriter later. And they Something. Team up and, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's um, yeah. And he ends up dying and go to hell. This book basically is just about him escaping hell. He goes to hell. He breaks out of his chains, fights a bunch of demons, comes back to earth. Very simple, straightforward. If you're a fan of the old series, it's cool, but it is very 90s, very cheesy 90s-esque, you know. Um, I thought I thought it was all right. I'd give it a three out of five. Um, I wonder how kids, I don't know if kids these days would get into it, you know. <laughs> but, that's the thing. It seems like that's what Marvel is doing nowadays. Like I said, you brought Howard Mackey back to do Vengeance. You got uh, Peter David to do Maestro. Yeah. I think Chris Claremont is coming back to do something else. All the old guys, they're bringing them back to give them side projects that have no effect on the regular continuity so it won't fuck up, you know, Jason Aaron or Donnie Cates, whatever like that. They do what they want to do. Meanwhile, I give these guys something to do so our old asses can, can flock to it, basically. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's fine. It's totally serviceable v- uh, vengeance just whipping demons' asses in hell. <laughs> like <laughs> you I know? said, that, that Ghost Rider first run with Howard Mackey and Text Mark Textieri, whatever, whatever the fuck his name was. That shit was awesome. It was like a horror comic that Marvel yeah. was doing. The Spirits of Vengeance and the Midnight Suns and man, their the battle. Dude, he fought was a child molester, and then he penny stared him and fucked him. I like. Was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. this was cool. And three out of five, and then the last. Let me see if I can pull that up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for some reason that would not pull up, but I'll got to talk about this. Okay. Um, boom, boom. Wait, the wait, bat. Wait, wait. Okay. Batman annual. Okay. Let me number five. The origin of Clown Hunter. Okay. Um, art by James Stokey, Stokey or Stoke. Great I art. I read the first like three. I didn't like the art on this. That's why. I oh really? I love this guy's art. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Uh, and and James Tinian still writing. This basically just it's 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 the origin of Clown Hunter. 
Um, for those who don't know, Clown Hunter is born out of the Joker War storyline. This kid whose parents were murdered by the Joker, and then he goes to the Narrows just killing the Joker's goons. Um, in this in this story, he goes to Leslie Tompkins um, and basically is like, hey, Batman said to come see you because I need to know what I'm doing with my life. I was uh, I thought I had a purpose killing clowns. <laughs> but I, I didn't kill Harley Quinn when I had a chance. So now I don't know what to do with my life. And then he goes into his past. We see that um, he, his family ran a pho restaurant, uh, pho noodles, the Vietnamese noodles. They, uh, they, they ran a restaurant. Joker and Harley came in one night, killed his family, left him for, left him alive. And um, he thought Batman would do something about it, but Batman would just, you know, Capture the Joker, then he'd break out of jail again. Capture the Joker, break out. That's what he kept doing. So Batman ain't doing shit, ain't changing shit. When the Joker war happened, you know, that's when Clown Hunter decided to do things on his own and get results that Batman wouldn't uh, wouldn't get. So he started killing clowns. Um, but now he's wondering what his purpose is in his life. And then Leslie Tompkins just says, hey, you know what? You know, violent. You know, I'm not a fan of Batman either, which is really funny. You know, <laughs> no, no, that, that's the thing with Leslie Tompkins. She's always been critical of, of Batman. Yeah, she says, I don't agree with violence. I wish Batman wouldn't solve everything through violence, but I think there's good in everybody, and I hope that one day, you know, they will change. Cause, and because I, I noticed, like in in Leslie Tompkins' focus stories, Batman tries not to beat the shit out of people in front of her. So that's, mm -hmm. that's his thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she basically says, hey, next week I'm having a meeting or we're doing some charity work. I can't remember feeding the homeless or whatever. If you or anger management, I don't know if you would like to come, you know, come. You're invited. And uh, Clown Hunter's like, maybe I will. And I think that he ends up taking off his mask and introduces himself and says, I'm bow. I'm, you know, so I think that's a first step into, you know. A first step that he's taking, mm -hmm. but I still love this character, you know, and I I, I really dug on this. So this is a I, I'm fuck it. This is a five out of five for me. <laughs> Damn. I was wondering why you were leaving it last. I like this must be a good. One. Well, we're doing through Marvel. I figured, you know, oh, Marvel and DC. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Tinian Tinian wrote this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, this was cool, and I dig. Yeah, this this Clown Hunter is way better than Punchline. I mean, he don't have big. Yeah, he doesn't have tits. He don't got tits. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a flaw in your logic, you know, holding your argument, you know. Yeah. Oh I could. Well, I'm not skinny enough, but I could be fat clown hunter. Oh man. So any any other books we got? Or that's it. That's all I got. All right. Yeah, like I said, if you listen this long, different like, share, subscribe. I know this was a long one, but hey, we went short last week, so we're making up for uh, this week for the beginning of the year. Hold up, we got one more before we get up out of here. What do we got? Uh, Flashback stand on reality comics for older creators sounds cool. Thanks, Marvel Clown Hunters now a spinoff Batman franchise. What do you think, Eli? You think it's gonna be a spinoff? Get him a, he, get him a book? I think he can do his own story. I think, I think if he 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 doesn't have to be like a Robin. But he can right. be like part of the Bat family. You know what I mean? You know I what I'm saying? If it, like, if, like they made his character and thinking he was going to be this one-off thing they want to think about, but he kind of takes off or become like a fan favorite. 
Yeah, he he can like walk that hard like Red Hood, how he walks that right. slippery like slope. Said, like they put all their eggs in the punchline's basket, you know. Yeah. But it would be interesting if Clown Hunter is the breakout star, and they start. You know what? Let's revamp this. Let's go this route. You know. Yeah, we already got I'm, one I'm, Harley Quinn. We already got one Harley Quinn, so we'll need one with big t- bigger tits. So just, <laughs> get, get Clown Hunter and just see how it goes from there. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but like I said, if you listen to this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, first podcast of 2021. We're just gonna keep it going. Uh, thank you guys for listening for last uh for 2020 because our viewer count has grown exponentially. Like whatever we were before, we're bigger than what we were before. Like we went from at the beginning of 2020 to telling people we had a podcast and nobody caring to people actually asking us, hey, "You got a podcast?" You know, yeah. <laughs> so at least they they know it exists. That's something. So yeah, and we're just kind of just grow up from there. So yeah, if you like this, listen this long, then like subscribe. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bully channel. Definitely did take a long time. Twenty twenty been a sad year. Wasn't gonna even do this, but I figured y'all needed me after everything that been going on. The homie Great John, the beat, by the way. Don't come outside, volume three out now. Great John on the beat, by the way. I'm a fan, heavenly father, but right now I'm booing you. What did Kobe, Gigi, and the mother passages do to you? My condolences at this time is all I can offer. Kobe got me out here spending more time with my daughter. Taking Kobe from us had the whole world stress. You could have took an average player, not one of the best. Somebody like Lamar Odom or Delonte West. I'm just playing, but I'm saying we would have missed them less. God blessed, I'm convinced God don't got the answers. First you take the black mama from us in the Black Panther. Fuck 2020, this whole year started off whack. Best part of the year is here. Not seeing me rap, hear me rap this shit up. 2020's a dub, nigga. Landed the only spot that ain't set down in clubs, nigga. Pandemic got niggas eating like Action Bronson. They ain't scared of catching the corona like Magic Johnson. Is it real? Is it fake? I don't know. I know shit sad. People dying from it or some shit that they been had. They said Trump had it, but I think he was faking it. They got a vaccine now, but I still ain't taking it. We all saw that nurse who passed out from that shit. Live on TV, miss me with that funny shit. I don't trust the government, they chasing that fucking bag. Coronavirus shit felt like a money grab They trying to get paid Virus is man-made They acting like this shit worse than cancer and AIDS Kids can't go to school People can't go to work Strip clubs closed Bitches ain't got no way to twerk Now they looking for sponsors So I'm telling chicks I'm broke That was prop money on the gram Kodak Black joke I'm not a big fan of this next line I wrote I hate the fact I gotta say Rest in peace to Pop Smoke The good guy young It really wasn't his time Him being dead Takashi still living is a crime Cause you gotta do better You been fucking up lately, bro. All I hear is pop smoke when I turn on my radio. They play pop so much to feel like he's still here. Got his woo walking wearing Dior just to be clear. COVID 19 shit got Fred the Godson. One of the few MCs you can really get bars from. He represents the real rap for real New Yorkers. My condolences to your wife and your two daughters. Kings killing kings and it's being filmed on camera. Haters seeing niggas killing King Von in Atlanta. Megan saying Tori shot it, he saying she capping. The people that was in the truck with them told me what happened. He wanted that. Wet ass pussy, she ain't give him none. She heard Tory ego, and that's when he pulled out a gun. Then she tried to leave, and that's when he started clapping. I made that whole shit up, but that sound like what really happened. If he really did shoot it, that was some lame shit. She snitching now, but she a girl, so it ain't the same shit. We ain't looking at her like how we look at six now. Looking at Tory like he played himself. Fuck was on his mind. That bullet ain't phaser, her leg ain't even hurting. A week after she got shot, Meg was back twerking. Been a crazy year, wasn't you safe? I thought 
Jaden Pinky gave Will Smith pussy away. Try to call it an entanglement, so it don't sound like nothing. No, it's called cheating, Jaden. You and August is fucking. Got Will Smith out here looking like a whole sucker. Wonder how Jaden and Willow feel about their mother. Fuck that red table, let's discuss some other shit. I wonder if Will asked Jaden, did she suck his dick? Now he questioning how you and Pac was out here moving. He was looking stressed at the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion. Acting like he give a fuck about her on Vib feel. He probably think that she difficult to work with still. Sheesh. Cardi B filed for divorce. You know how her offset do. They back together, of course. Dr. Dre wife tried to get two mil a month. I know Dre happy that she signed that prenup. Dre, my nigga, his business all in the street. How much of that man money she trying to keep? She wasn't with him in the studio making them beats. Bitch, you wasn't with me in the studio making them beats. Put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Boosie was being too thirsty, I'm just being honest. If doing too much was a person, they deleted his account, now his shit ain't working. Instagram missing you, the internet fuck with you. In that interview with Mike Tyson, you looked uncomfortable. For talking about the Wayne Wade, son, he was pressing you. He was asking you if you was gay, he was disrespecting you. Never seen Boosie badass talking so polite. He ain't want no smoke with that nigga, I am Mike. Would've looked like Nate Robinson if Mike Tyson hit him. Rest in peace to the homie Mo 3 who was there with him. Couple days after Mo died, Boosie got shot. Them Dallas niggas thought Boosie was trying to spin the block. That nigga Acorn was out here tripping. Trying to explain and justify 6ix9ine snitching. And I'm locked up, they won't let me out. We felt that. He tried to remix that old ass record with a rap. All these rappers getting shot. Now one bullet hit Takashi. They really let that nigga out early. And kept Bobby. Free, Bobby. Y'all couldn't wait for this shit to drop. I really entertain y'all with all the shit I, I pop. Right? Hey, yeah, right at the same time, y'all check for me. That like how I disrespect niggas respectfully. Bro. Y'all heard what happened, y'all know what happened, but y'all don't care. Y'all still want me to talk about the shit, ain't hey, Crazy, crazy, shit crazy. Crazy, crazy, shit crazy. Jeezy sitting in the bed of Gucci, knowing he was gonna rap about killing his homie Pookie. I get it, but fuck all that culture shit. Disrespect my dad, homie. I'm popping off, battle over with. Try to shoot the nigga, cut the nigga, at least fucking fight. Niggas talk about smoking on Pookie Low tonight. One of the most disrespectful things that I ever seen. Gucci ignorant, remind me of me when I was 17. Niggas on the street saying ZZ lost it. That was some sucker shit, he moving too corporate. I ain't with that cool shit, I'm with that ride ride. Jay-Z wouldn't battle Nas if Nas killed Zaza. Pookie rolling over in his bed, you got him hurt. Watching you perform with the nigga that put him in the jerk. He probably got some other issues, leave ZZ alone. Big Meats brother Southwest, he just Game home. Let's talk about some shit that got the people upset. Cops that killed Brianna Taylor ain't get arrested yet. Attorney General Daniel Cameron fucked us all up. Cops that killed Brianna got charged with shooting the wall up. I repeat, Daniel Cameron is a sellout. He in the second place like that movie can't get out. Defund the police. Obama said he don't believe in that. In a country where you can't even jog while being black. Rest in peace to Amar Aubrey. An ex-cop killed him thinking he committed a robbery. George Floyd getting murdered was on the internet. For eight minutes straight that Cop had his knee on his neck. The whole world came together and protested. They ain't convict them yet, but at least they didn't get arrested. Unity was real. Government started getting scared. We was marching like the coronavirus disappeared. White people was out here screaming Black Lives Matter. And honestly, I think that was making the police matter. And all Donald Trump did was talk about Lewis. Nothing about the knee on the neck and police shooters. He encouraged the police violence. Trump dumbass told us take lights off of the virus. Said it was going away. Of course he lied. Over 300,000 Americans done died. Lil Wayne 
seen the little pump jumped on Trump dick. Now look, now they look stupid for doing that dumb they shit. Do. And he lost the election. I know he embarrassed. He know he ain't losing Joe. He lost to Kamala Harris. Joe Biden knew what he was doing when he picked up. He knew he was coming out to vote for a black sister. Trump had to go, but Joe Biden needs to get smacked for telling us if we don't vote for him, we ain't black. I still think you racist, and that's my problem with you. We only voted for you because you got Kamala with you. And I'm not a fan of both of y'all reputation. You and Kamala responsible for mass incarceration. Y'all the reason they won't leave us alone. The best news we got all year was Rowdy coming home. It was dope seeing him on Instagram being celebrated. He a real one. He ain't full when he got interrogated. Pharrell was on drink champs talking some stupid shit. Just cause you pay taxes, don't make it cool as snitch. I hear about certain shit, I take my head and smell. R. Kelly got beat up in jail. Good for that pedophile. I'ma miss Donald Trump. Can't he was funny, Obama gave us trap phones, Trump gave us real money He was making y'all laugh too, I'm just reminding you He was out here calling the coronavirus and China flu I appreciated that he ain't bright as sun If that second stimulus check that came, he might have won That unemployment money had y'all feeling like big meat Y'all was boiling with that extra $600 a week Bitch, that was better than your regular job Certain chicks couldn't pay bills unless hell was involved Your OnlyFans page really wasn't popping for real Now you know how a local mixtape rap nigga feel Them SBA loans had niggas out here and all kind of shit They was just bums, now they pulling up with designer shit I'ma miss fake beefing with Casanova I was about to get on him for fucking with Fastenova He probably like this nigga Murd always gotta play I wish he would've turned himself in after the holidays Hope I made him laugh while he fight for his freedom You know it's free my nigga Casanova today free him Is it okay if I call him one? Who said that shit? That was Snoop calling Gail King a funky dog hit. For going at Kobe with no consideration. The highest family was feeling knowing the situation. LeBron got his fourth ring, you gotta respect it. See, he was tired of him, y'all talking all that Kawhi Little shit. He gon' repeat this year, the Lakers look like a bigger threat. LA needed that. They ain't even get over Nipsey yet. That Corona had niggas boiling in the bubble. For James Harden, Houston already got rid of Russell. Y'all be disrespecting Westbrook, that shit gotta stop. I ain't gon' lie though, that nigga really don't got no jump shot. While in the poor George Floyd 3 1 lead, and Giannis ain't deserve to be the MVP of the league. He get in the playoffs and he look like JaVale McGee. I know that's disrespectful, but I mean that respectfully. Brooklyn is Liddy with KD and Kyrie. Madison Square Garden disrespected Spike Lee. Deontay Wilder lost his first fight. He got beat up by Tyson. I ain't talking about Mike. Oh, the Tyson that he got beat up by was white. To this day, can't believe he got beat up that night. AJ Bronin was on the catch me outside girl page in her DM. Oh, he ain't know she was underage. Floyd Mayweather struggled, saying epidemic. Everyday struggle got canceled. They fire academic. We saw whack 100 knocking out a racist track. And they tried to jump him like they ain't no Black Lives Matter. Supposedly, Kanye worth around three bills. But they ain't stopping him from treating the body. You forgot about Nick Gordon. No, I didn't. So what he did? We ain't care about him when he was living. Always blamed him for Bobby Christina dying. So to act like I care that he dead, I be lying. My newborn was born on Valentine's Day. That's the best gift a nigga could've got. What more can I say? Nikki had a baby. Congratulations. Her husband and me almost got in the altercation. They should've just got it on like nobody get the blicky. It would've been funny watching them fighting over Nikki. Cardi B and Megan had conservatives trying to ban them for that way. That's pussy record, then it became an anthem. Y'all couldn't wait for this shit to drop. I really entertain y'all with all the shit I pop. Eight year around the same time, y'all checking uh -huh. me. Y'all like how I disrespect niggas respectfully. Y'all know what happened, y'all know what happened, but y'all 
sick crazy. Crazy, crazy, sick crazy. It's great, John Beats, baby. I don't care if it still stink. I'ma leave her alone. Even though she out here with her, all Kelly was home. Nick Cannon got fired for talking about white people. He was wailing out. He forgot he worked for white people. Scotty Pippen, ex-wife, still doing whole shit. Jeremiah almost died fucking around with that COVID. A Chauncey got it too. They put the battle on hold with Ultra Genesis, Austin Nemesis, Keisha Cole. A Chauncey gonna win that battle. My girl love her. Irv Gotti was corny for telling Wendy he fucked her. Michael B. Jordan fucking Lori Harvey. I was on MSNBC with Ari. Talk about Trump getting in peace. We was politicking. Look how far the wrap up done reached. The first debate with Trump and Joe Biden was comedy. That's when I realized we gonna be fucked either way, honestly. Oprah and Gail King still don't realize why we upset. We realize they ain't talk about Harvey Weinstein yet. Fuck whoever not with us, nigga. That's how I play. Rest in peace to that nigga Debo from Friday. I hate 2020. This whole year had a nigga tight. Can't believe I'm saying rest in peace to my nigga life. Dave East, where you at, homie? I hope you listening. Told my nigga like to tell shooter you fucking missing him. Condolences to your fam and your niggas in Queensbridge We was gonna shoot a video for the record we did Can't believe I'm telling my nigga Hank rest in peace Believe me when I tell you that this year was stressing me This year I really wasn't even gonna do this shit Wasn't in the mood to laugh and joke about no stupid shit The niggas just kept doing stupid shit Then I saw that Snoop Dogg post like I gotta do this shit Flex lost weight but he didn't do it the hard way That nigga cheated, he went and got lipo like Kanye So many rappers got shot, I could be here forever Zoe Dallas got hit up, I hope he get better The versus battles during quarantine was saving us Real talk, I wrote this shit while I was jaded drunk Salute to Timberland and Swiss Beast Where the few battles y'all put together put us to sleep Lil Baby got money, so it's cool if he liked the trick It wasn't 16 bands, though, bitch, it was only six For kids in Philly, Meek do plenty of shit How you gonna get them kids from Atlanta, 20 to split? How nobody ain't whipped academic ass yet On Clubhouse, Meek tell him he got his address Zimmerman still living, we saw it be a shame 50 got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame Jay-Z distributing marijuana This nigga ASAP Rocky fucking Oriana Everybody masked up, shit is the new normal The feds is on Clubhouse, don't say I didn't warn you Y'all wanted 20 minutes, I was gonna really try it But I was in that motherfucking booth getting tired Like LeBron said, I want my damn respect R.I.P. to the homie Alex Trebek Shit crazy, nigga, this year was hard as hell Icons died, rest in peace to Andre Harrell Without him, it wouldn't have been no Diddy So that mean it probably wouldn't have been no Biggie You see how important he was, so that shit hit me I almost forgot to mention you, my nigga, forgive me Fuck 2020, I'm done as a rap bear I ain't doing this shit no more, this is my last year My last year, my last year, my last year, my last year.